This is the Weather Lounge here at Weatherworks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Weather Lounge, your favorite go-to podcast about, yep, you guessed it, weather. And joining me here on the podcast, as always, is my co-host and fellow meteorologist here at Weatherworks, Mike Mahalik. Hey there, Mike. Hey, Brad. Good to be here once again, as usual. Yeah, yeah. So we're, uh, you know, we're schlepping on through this summer. It's uh, been kind of murky the last few weeks. <laughs> um, this pattern just uh, doesn't want to go anywhere. So Who uses the word schlepping anyway? I don't know. It was just something I... Uh, that's a new one. Um, yeah. Well, I've heard it before, but I'm slog I mean, through so, the early yeah, part it, of this. That's summer. a better word. Slog <laughs> through. Um, you know, especially when you're blinded by Canadian wildfire smoke. Yeah. How about um, it? You're slogging through the the summer. That's well, for hopefully sure. Hopefully, we'll kick this upper level low pattern we've been dealing with here for the last couple of weeks as we yeah. get deeper in the summer. But yeah. um, you know, and you know, Mike, you know, weather impacts just about every facet of life. You know, around the globe, and now with the internet and social media. You know, impactful weather events are rarely missed, uh, but it always wasn't like this. Right, right. I mean, the weather community has grown so much over the last, I'd say, 20 to 25 years. Um, you know, but I guess the big question is, what is the weather community? What do we mean, what do we mean when we say the weather community? Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, forums, websites. So today will be that'll be our focus. And who better to discuss the topic than one of our forecasting experts here at Weatherworks, and that is Steve Copertino. Um, and I think you have a little more information on Steve and why we're talking with him. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't just, you know, work here at Weatherworks. Uh, he's one of the founders of the popular website 33 in Rain. Um, so we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about the weather forums. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, it's, it's an interesting topic and, and one that we kind of just came up with the last few weeks and, and something I think we have to pay, you know, a little, uh, gratitude to because we use it a lot. I mean, the weather community, those forums are, are really great. And it's not just about getting observations from people. It's also, even learning, seeing analysis ways. And it's like a big, like you said, community that meteorologists and even non-meteorologists can get on and just learn a little bit about how the weather works. Yeah. And you build relationships even through these forums too, which is another thing. I mean, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, we, we need in a day-to-day basis, especially when we get into some of these, you know, high, higher impact uh, weather events, uh, especially here on the East Coast, the I-95 corridor, you know, of course, it's a, it's a hot spot in the summer for, you know, flooding and severe weather. And then, of course, you know, in, around the wintertime, we, we deal with the, uh, the nor'easters and things like that. So, well, before we get ahead of ourselves, Brad, <laughs> um, let's not get too much into the weather know, forums and communities. Uh, let's take a quick break. And then after that, we'll have Steve Copertino with us to talk all about the weather community. Hey everybody, well how many times have you been burned by a weather forecast? Well, probably a few and it might have cost your business thousands. Weatherworks is different. We have over 30 meteorologists to give you forecasts, notifications, and weather advice 24-7. Now that could certainly help when it comes down to making those crucial decisions, but there are even more products than that in which Weatherworks offers, from weather data to historical reports. Call us at 908-850-8600 or visit us on the web at weatherworksinc.com. And oh, don't forget, when you think weather, think Weatherworks. 
All right, well, welcome back to the Weather Lounge, and it's time to talk about the weather community and weather forums and weather websites and all the stuff that weather weenies like to look at, right, Brad? <laughs> yeah, that's, a good, that's a good way to uh, describe it, and, and we're all the same. And I don't mean that in any other way. I mean, um, we're all weather weenies here at the Weather Lounge, you know, from myself, Brad, to our producer, Mike, and you know, whoever we have on from our company. They're, we're all weather weenies, that's for sure. But without further ado, I think we should bring on one of our experts, our expert forecasters, Steve Copertino. Steve. How are you? Good, good. Thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, it's great to be here. Also a uh, fellow weenie. Yeah. As you can see, Steve, we like to have fun here. You know, we're not just... Uh, <laughs> we're not just stale and talking no, about... No, it's, a, uh, it's a fun podcast about weather. Right. But, Steve, we brought you on because I'm pretty sure we consider you one of the forum experts in the weather community. So... <laughs> Why don't we give a little background of of yourself and 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 how you got into the weather forums? Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, I, I've been interested in weather ever since you know I was like five years old. Um, followed it all throughout high school, you know, etc. Um, went to school at uh, Millersville. Uh, graduated back in uh, late 2017. Yeah, fellow marauder. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I graduated back in 1990. <clears throat> oh my. Yeah, uh, there. 1990 <laughs> what, bro? What? I don't know. Go ahead, uh, keep going. Yeah. yeah, I was actually very close to going to Millersville myself. So a great school if you're going to learn about the weather. I went to Penn State, of course, you know. Penn yeah. State's better, right? Yeah, you know, I was actually the opposite, Mike, not to, not to chime in here with Steve introducing himself. I actually got accepted to Penn State, but they weren't going to let me go to main campus until I was a junior, so my – Parents were like, nah, why don't you go somewhere we can go all four years? And then Millersville was the only other one that was in state. So Well, you got to pay your dues sometimes. Nothing wrong with Penn State. I know. I would have loved to go to Penn State, too. But uh, I mean, even I was, yeah, I was considering Penn State for a while, too. But uh, yeah, yeah, wound up there. Great school. Well, either way, Millersville is great school. Um, but uh, Steve, the big question is, how did you get into the weather forums? Um, so yeah, that is, uh, that is a great question. So like I said, you know, I, I was always interested in weather, um, ever since I was uh, young, always, I grew up watching the weather channel, Sounds uh, familiar. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. About everyone. um, you know, just, uh, trying to consume as much information as possible, reading books, um, just really obsessed with it. And, um, it was, uh, during the really, really active, uh, hurricane season of 2005, of course, you know, everyone knows that Katrina, Rita, Wilma, et cetera. Um, just a couple of nasty storms in there. Yeah. 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 Florida, that, was, um, that was a hot spot that year. It was, uh, yeah, it was something else. Um, but there was a, uh, a great, um, I guess we'll call it a weather board, uh, back then on Dr. Uh, Jeff Masters, um, one weather underground. Um, he had a great, uh, great page there. And uh, I, I found it out, and there was uh, a bunch of members there who would just post um, all this information, like satellite imagery and all this stuff I, you know, rarely ever got to see. And um, there was also a bunch of great meteorologists there. And just the whole concept of being – And hobbyists too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nice mix of, of both meteorologists and just – and and good hobbyists, not just your you know run in the mill you know look at this model ha ha ha. I mean there was some good information on there. 
No, really, really solid information. I mean, you know, whether you're a meteorologist or an enthusiast or a hobbyist or even a weenie, I mean, there was just a ton of great content there. And after that, like that became one of my main resources, just asking questions and posting. It was, uh, it was, it became pretty much addicting. And I think that's what's important. And what we mentioned in the introduction a little bit to the podcast is that, um, some of these weather forums are so informative to meteorologists building up their knowledge. Uh, they're so important to get some experience and, and analysis too. So it's not just a bunch of people on there saying, oh my God, it's snowing the hardest I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> um, which happens a lot. I Really, it does. Um, but uh, I think every year it's been snowing harder than ever in their life but anyway um (laughs) that's just uh what happens sometimes but anyway it's puking snow yeah exactly (laughs) you know yeah i mean great resource to learn about the weather learn how to analyze the current pattern and how that's going to evolve uh into the future and um i I really am an advocate for them i think that uh, any young up-and-coming or um somebody who wants to be a meteorologist should get on those boards and just learn as much as you can. Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that eventually transitioned. Um, I mean, you know, there, there were boards before that, uh, one of the great ones, um, that I was a little too young for, but I had heard great things was the, uh, right weather, um, board. Yeah. That was like one of the first ones that kind of got, that was kind of like the kicker, the kickstart of, uh, internet, internet weather and forums and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and as I got older, um, I kind of transitioned. I found uh, the AccuWeather forums, which uh, sadly is no longer around. Um, but then there was also the uh, Eastern U.S. weather uh, forums, um, which eventually became American weather. Um, but that one uh, was extremely focused uh, more so on the side of uh, snowstorms. And I actually joined that during the uh, insane winter of uh, 09, 010, which, I mean, there's a bit of a pattern here joining during crazy times, but I, I mean, we got uh, absolutely hammered um, during that year. And it was just, uh, I really hadn't uh, gotten too much into the whole tracking evolution of snowstorms. And obviously it's extremely complex, but I mean, being able to uh, track something from 10 days out or just, you know, the general pattern evolution to like actually getting a storm to track and um, having it work out and everyone getting crushed was just, it was something else to be able to share that kind of, uh, enthusiasm with a group of people was just, uh, it, it was really special, really special. Was 0910 the, the snowmageddon year in, uh, Maryland? yes, yes. Yeah. And they had yeah, like that, that was... two monster, two feet, two foot yeah. plus storms back to back almost. Yeah, that would that would have been a great time to be at uh, Millersville too. I mean, they got absolutely demolished down there. Oh, did they get that much down there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a wow. uh, whole Mason Dixon was uh, <laughs> lit up with snow, and then yeah, I mean there was uh, one of the storms. Um, I think I live in northern New Jersey, so um, I, I just had like hazy overcast, and portions of southern Jersey were getting two feet of snow. So a um, lot of interesting memories from that winter. Um, and then obviously the next one, we had 10-11 um, with uh, arguably one of my favorite weather moments um, that I can remember was uh, tracking the uh, Boxing Day blizzard oh, um, right. about 
10 days out and then losing it about five, six days out. <laughs> yeah. And then Christmas Eve, um, all the models shifted west. And, you know, it, it was just it was just insane. You mean yeah. that kind of stuff happened 10, 15 years ago with the model? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Listen, that storm, the funny story behind it. Um, that storm, there was quite a, um, two of our meteorologists here at weatherworks had differing opinions on it and they were going back and forth on it. I think they were forecasting for the New York city area. And, uh, Man, one was adamant that it was going to happen, even though it went off the models. One was adamant. And then uh, another forecaster was saying that, oh, I don't think it's going to happen. It's going to pass too far out to sea. And then the one who was adamant about it happening ended up being right. And there was <laughs> certainly a little friend, friendly uh, butting heads going on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um the thing I remember about that storm is that the storm was lost and it was all gone. And I thought it was going to be a beautiful christmas holiday and <laughs> then i got a call Mike, you have to work <laughs> yeah i got a call I, yeah, I think you told I, me the story yeah i don't know if it was on christmas eve or christmas day or, or or something like that but either way um one of our most senior meteorologists here uh, kevin hopler he's now the vice president of uh, marketing and sales um at the company here at Weatherworks, he gave me a call and he was just, Mike, Merry Christmas. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, like, what's the joke? Why, Why are, you are you calling, calling me? me? And I said, the storm is back, isn't it? And he goes, absolutely every bit of it. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Um, so yeah, that was a, a fond Christmas memory in the weather uh, industry, I suppose. <laughs> For me. See, see now I missed out on there. I missed out on all those winter forms. I was living down south, and 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 we'll get back to Doctor Masters' Wonder Blog here in a little while. But I mean, I remember watching those storms from afar. I mean, I was originally from New Jersey and I ended up down in Charleston for you know uh, 15 years or so. But I remember watching these storms, and I was like, oh my god! And I talked to my parents, of course, they were still up here, and I just and and the forums again, they were just starting to come along, and I was just reading on a, on a. I can't remember which one I was reading, but that might have been the flip-flopper storm. Yeah, even the weather service, uh, you know, they couldn't make heads or tails of either with it. And and everyone, every outlet, the news, the, you know, everything you'd watch. And, and, you know, they were all just like, you know, the storm is back. It's not here. And it's back. And so, I mean, it's just uh, – it was amazing to watch from a distance. Now, again, I'm in the thick of it, you know, every every winter. And it's just, uh, it's just different. Yeah. And, and like Steve said, um, certainly enthusiastic people on there. When you have people on those forums waiting for the zero Z runs to come out. At, I'm staying uh, up till 2 a.m. so I can see the right. zero Z euro. I got to see what the euro is doing. Um, that's some dedication yeah. there. And um, it, it's certainly interesting. Now, funny story, though, I was really late to the game with the forums. I went to school. I graduated in 2003. So I really didn't know much about the forums until, well, I got my first taste of it in, in 07, 08. I took a online forecasting course um, uh, from Penn state and that kept me sharp, but we had a forum like atmosphere there where there would be somebody who was the lead briefer and then everybody would comment on what they're seeing. So it was kind of like forum esque is how some of those classes were run, which was really cool. 
Um, and then I got to Weatherworks and they said, oh, you got to get on Eastern U.S. weather. They, they talk all about what's going on. Um, gives us a lot of observations, too. I was like, oh, my God, I never knew this even existed. Um, but, Steve, back to you. You developed a, a forum or at least a group of people uh, all on your own. Is that correct? Um, I mean, it wasn't exactly all by myself. Um, there was several great um, people involved, about five or six people. I mean, we all had the same idea. Um, I mean, you know, uh, the other forums were great, uh, but just, we just kind of wanted to take a different approach. Um, and what do you mean by that different approach? What What did you see that you wanted different in your Sure, platform? sure. So, I mean, sometimes, um, you know, uh, with weenies, they can get a little bit out of control and um, it can be a little bit intimidating for new people um, sometimes to come in and really uh, interact. Especially if you disagree with somebody. Exactly. You're on, you're on an island by yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you really want some of those differing opinions sometimes because sometimes they wind up being correct. So we just wanted um, a space where, you know, everyone can contribute and just kind of, you know, have no fear of being judged and just uh, moderated as we wanted to and just, you know, have a nice place um, for off-topic discussions as well. Like if you wanted to talk about sports or whatever, um, just have a nice section for that so that didn't spill over into some of the content. And um, we actually used to have uh, live shows as well. We would break down uh, really? some of the model runs coming in. Yeah, it was it was a great time. It was a great time. And uh, yeah, that continued. Um, that would say that started up, uh, late 2016 or so, mid late 2016. And, uh, yeah, we're still going, still going. I still love the title though. I mean, the title is, 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 is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we know, uh, it's, it's not it's the most frustrating uh, four yeah. words or five words in, in the English language. If you're, if you if you love snow in the winter. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, that cold rain and you're just so close. Um, 33 but... and rain. Yep. That's... Yep. Oh man. That's tough to take. No, it, it certainly <laughs> is. I, I mean, you know, a lot of people get upset about that, but uh, it's also good to see, like Brad said um, but earlier that, you know, when people are on the fringe or like not even in the region and they're still tracking and then like almost living vicariously through everyone's... Yeah, no, you're right. Through the forums. They live through the forums. That's getting snow or getting the worst of some kind of system. If you can appreciate like the meteorology and the tracking and like just how cool like some of the events are, like... Um, I believe it was Nemo in 2013 or something like that. The death band over Connecticut. Like, I mean, obviously I was way outside of that, but you know, seeing four or five inch an hour rates was just absolutely uh, crazy to uh, witness. Yeah. Me personally, I worked that storm <laughs> and um, yeah, honestly it was I would say it was more of an easier one because you knew everybody was getting hammered. Yeah. No, I, I... <laughs> you know, I I think a lot of times it's tougher when you have those mixed events and you're not sure where that mixing line is going to end up. You know, if it stays all snow, it's going to be eight plus. If it mixes, then it's going to be three, you know, and that right, makes a big difference to our clients here at yeah, where's that 32 in snow line and where's that 33 right. in rain line is it right. shifting through the night is it moving north is it moving south is it going one way or the other precip type so when you have all snow and you know everybody's going to get 
12 to 24 at least it's like okay you know let's just time out the heaviest of this thing and you know yeah you might be a little bit off on on where the heaviest snow band sets up but in general you're still right. getting over a foot of snow right. and you're just not getting the two feet so it, it when it's all snow like that it's not too bad but i remember that specifically and i believe i got a six inch an hour rate observation um out of tallinn county in connecticut and um that when i saw that i was quite blown away because outside of a uh, lake effect snow band i don't know if i've seen six inch an hour rates yeah you experienced what three to four that one storm down where you are in lehigh valley yeah four inches an hour um i think that was in the 2016 storm yeah yeah um yep four inches an hour for two hours straight um and i thought that was the heaviest snow but that is the heaviest snow i've ever seen <laughs> um i don't know yeah steve have you seen heavier um I mean, no, I, I was down in Millersville for that one as well. Um, that was easily the heaviest snow I've ever seen. Uh, my roommate and I actually uh, were out, I think it was like two o'clock in the morning, just walking outside. <laughs> and uh, there was that we actually, I'll never forget it. We were actually just walking like it was probably knee deep by that time nice. um, with some of the blowing. And we just saw this bright flash and we were just freaking out. Like we finally got the thunder snow and, it was it was crazy. I think uh, classes were canceled for about a week after that. It was uh, it was special. And just another funny story about that storm. Um, one of our other employees, um, Kyle, um, was actually tracking that storm way back in the day. Um, yeah, Kyle Leahy, our uh, one of our long range experts. Yeah. Yep. He was on just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, with me uh, for the uh, summer outlook and tropical outlook. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, I remember tracking it with him and. Even, you know, back when I, I'm assuming he was, uh, you know, still in his early mid-teens, um, incredibly, incredibly knowledgeable. And obviously, you know, he's become a great meteorologist today. But, yeah, it's just uh, like, you know, like we were saying before, like you you meet these people and I, I've met a lot of connections and they still hold up today, you know, 10 years or so later. So, yeah, that's a f feeling that I have still not experienced when I get the uh the thunder snow i have not seen really thunder snow in particular it was a mix one time i forget what storm it was um but i remember it was sleeting uh, say it's probably easier to get thunder snow and sleet or yeah it was sleeting sleet, really yeah. heavily and at and it, there was snow just to the west but at the hackestown office it was sleeting of course because that's what happens in hackestown <laughs> Um, we never get hit with the hardest stuff, but, yep. um, but yeah, it was sleeting and then the sleet was getting bigger. So we didn't know if it was quite sleet or quite hail because it was getting up to like pea size and it's some of the pellets. Uh, and it was very, uh, interesting situation. Um, but there was thunder sleet in that. So I, I, I guess that's the best I can do. Uh, for some reason in the four inch an hour rate in 2016, there was no thunder snow. And I thought for sure, this is it. Like I'm, I'm watching the radar and I'm watching these 40 DBZ returns over me. 
and that's on the radar and i was just like this is the time this is when it's going to happen and i'm sitting there patiently for two hours and just nothing and i was very upset even though i got 30 inches you know uh <laughs> still upset that i didn't get the thunder snow to happen well you know steve let, let's reminisce here again in a little bit let's let's go back to dr masters because i think that's kind of like the elephant in the room when it comes to forums and and that was the big one. Granted, there were a few other that we mentioned, but I think that was the big one. Now, this one wasn't as much focused on the winter. Now, I, I don't even know if I ever went on there during the winter. It was basically all tropics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the winter, it was just basically how's the next hurricane season. Right. Look. And I mean, it was it was again. Now, now you get into the very knowledgeable folks that were on there, whether they're meteorologists or not. And there was a good mix. Um, uh, one name that kind of. I think everyone to this day now, especially if you, even if you're not a meteorologist, Levi Cowan, he was yep. one of the first ones to do videos on Dr. Masters blog. Um, I think Dr. Masters did a few, but I guess he brought in Levi at, uh, somewhere along the line and, you know, he would do a video a day and you would think, who is this guy? Who, he, I think at the time he was only in college. No, he wasn't even in college. You're right. Yeah, I think he was younger than that. Then he went to Florida State, I think. Yeah, and and I just remember watching his videos. This guy knows everything. I mean, he's like pulling out things that you don't even would think that would maybe send the storm one way or the other. He's like, we we'll have to watch this, and then you know how it interacts with the shear near the Caribbean, and you know, I, I just I, I learned so much from Dr. Master's blog on trop. Now, when I was, when I got my degree, I only take one semester of tropical meteorology. And that was again at Millersville. How much tropical did you learn living in the Northeast? Grand, we had storms here and there, but down on that blog, I mean, on that forum, I just learned so much new stuff. And especially at the time I was living down in the Southeast, I had to go through a lot of storms actually. Um, Gustav, I think was the first, or Gaston. Gaston was the first one I remember forecasting for on the air. And that was a doozy. Uh, it was right off the coast of South Carolina. But again, you know, just on that on that forum, and um, you know, and and the funny thing is, you and I were talking, you know, a while back, and and my handle, what my handle was Chucktown, and yep. you remember seeing that, and yours was I forget. Um, it was Storm Chaser 2007. Right. Of, I, yeah, I remember. I was, I was young one. back then, yeah, so yeah, you know, you I gotta. <laughs> But we, we talked about names and handles that we both recognize. Like, oh, my God, I remember that. I remember this one. Um, so it was just uh, – it was – and I was the same way. As soon as I started my shift, I'd be on there checking things out, reading things, and it was just uh, very informative. Yeah, no, and to your point, I mean, like, Levi was a teen back then, and it's just another example of someone sticking with it. he lived in Alaska, he, I think. Yeah, he got his DAC – yeah, he moved to Alaska. Um, or I think he might have originally been in Alaska, but right. then – that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, he went to school, he wound up getting his doctor, and now I believe he actually works for the Joint Typhoon Warning Center. So, you know, you really talk about uh, sticking with what you love. I mean, that it's just incredible. It's incredible. Is that the same guy that developed uh, Tropical Tidbits? Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. yep, Tropical Tidbits. That yeah, that's a obviously great site for viewing <laughs> yeah. models, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like the go-to site for, for most and people. I it's mean, free. So, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's free uh, site other than some of the others that, uh, that are, you, know, you have to pay for, but... Uh, I don't know. Our uh, model site here in-house at Weatherworks is getting it is. pretty darn good. <laughs> it's gaining traction very, very quickly. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm liking some of the new variables that that we're throwing in there. It's great. Might have to uh, make it a little bit public soon. We'll see. Ooh, <laughs> maybe. We'll have to talk to the software guys about that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
You know, you know the other thing, Steve, is is when the, when they announced that they weren't going to do that that form anymore, there were so many upset people, and they tried to bring it to other places, and it just never caught on. Yeah, yeah, it, it just unfortunately it wasn't the same. I mean, you know, unfortunately all good things come to an end. Yeah, but yeah. I I just have so many uh, great in- memories about that place. Um, just oh yeah. Tracking things. Yeah. All the stuff I learned that I would have never picked up. I mean, the obviously the National Hurricane Center just discussions are far more in depth than they used to be. But um, you know, during the early 2000s, you know, it was you were seeing stuff that wasn't even mentioned by uh, professionals, which was just really really cool to see. So, so what do you think's now changed, Steve? Now, as we move forward, and, and you know, over the last couple of years, I mean, the volume and how the content is consumed nowadays. You know, what, what's changed with that? Um, yeah, so that's, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I mean, with Twitter, obviously Twitter has been around for a while, but it just seems like, um, the whole Twitter mindset of just putting out content and kind of getting likes from it and, um, gaining that kind of traction has been sort of the shift, um, and just getting like instantaneous info, um, instead of like actual having like discussions and debating about things, it's just like here's this thing, and I mean, you know, the content on most Twitter accounts, is, you know, pretty pretty solid, um, but you know, you do get some interesting takes out there, and uh, it's it's um it's a bit of an interesting shift. Um, I, I mean, you know, there's some great stuff, especially in tropical and snow stuff, but um, I, I've seen. Uh, quite a few people gravitate more towards the uh instant gratification and the posts like that yeah Um, i I would like to not see as many clown maps come out yeah exactly exactly and we we spent some time on the podcast talking about that too before what i mean by clown maps is is the raw snowfall output um from um weather modeling and a lot of times that gets shared around um and then everybody grabs onto it and then everybody calls in saying oh my god we're going to get three feet of snow when in reality there's one model one run showing three feet of snow while the other ones don't even have a storm 270 um, hours away and right yep, using the uh Kushera method where right is, which yeah. <laughs> boosts your snow output as much as possible so everybody right now is going to be like oh i gotta do Kushera because i want to see no <laughs> i want to see what it can really do no uh, um well yeah or, or the summertime you know you get the you get the one model that shows an 880 no oh. you know 880 millibar low in the gulf of mexico and oh look at this this is going to be an all-time doozy and oh yeah and you know, what is it like the the three the 3k nam yeah <laughs> yeah which um, doesn't handle yeah it'll just infinitely deep into low pressure and then you have someone trying to explain that but it gets drowned out right because um, there is by, a know, reason it does that yeah and um people uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta do some investigating there there's a reason why models do what they do and you know obviously the 3K NAM deepening something to 888 millibars or something stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not something to be keying on. Obviously, and, you know, on social media, like, there's no moderation for weather content. So, sure, yeah, whatever absolutely. whatever someone wants to share can get shared. And, you know, that's, that's where the value of the forum still comes in. I mean, you know, you'll have people 
uh, make points about that. You'll have moderators step in and be like, hey, like, come on, like, you know, that's the big thing. Disingenuous, yeah. you know, to be kind of sharing something like this or like a 384 hour GFS map, like, you know, um, it's things that, you know, weather enthusiasts and uh, people alike know, but the general public certainly doesn't. Right. And the nice thing I see a lot more on, on forums versus like what you see on Twitter or Facebook, you know, of course you get those one run maps that are going to show the, the worst case scenario. I see more on forums though. You see, you see more of the ensemble. Model. Exactly. You see more of the, here's the trend, what we're looking at. Here's the differences between this model run and this model run. Not, this is going to probably going to happen versus it. I mean, it's a very, it, it's a, it's a slow hands-on approach. Like you said, Versus like, oh, worst case scenario, we're going to throw this out there on social media right now because I want to be, like you said, an instant gratitude. Yeah, yeah. There's more whys on the forum. Okay, why is the storm tracking the way it's tracking? Well, there's a short wave at 500 millibars coming through and meeting up with another and phasing here. You know, whereas the other model phases sooner and that's why it rips up the coast. And it's stuff that you can learn through these forums on how to analyze things and that's that's really a a great tool so yeah avoid those clown maps is all i gotta say (laughs) (laughs) yep at all costs costs. i don't think we really put one out here at weatherworks unless we're really confident that it's representative of what we feel the storm will do yeah um, so yeah i mean even you know within a day you can still see some r- ridiculous stuff but you know <sighs> if you know what you're doing yeah, you get you can... good observations on there too Mo- most of the observations are usually pretty good they're not going to be you know off the off the wall i mean you're not going to yeah, get exactly you're going to get a lot of five or six inch amount reports and all of a sudden someone says well i got 12 inches of snow because i'm one up and <laughs> you by time six but and then you know that you know this, that, that's that's yeah right. that does happen sometimes uh have you seen that happen on on your forums there steve um i no not not on ours i used to see it back in the day there were some roller tilters um you know <laughs> putting it at angles you know plant sticking we like yeah to yeah you know making a little snow drift and then yeah. uh sticking it in that so yeah, i mean yeah. but now cutting off the, the bottom three inches of a ruler then yeah put it in. Like, oh look at this i got it. yeah exactly exactly so yeah there's there's certainly a slant sticker that uh, does observations near where I live in in the Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania, and uh, he's probably about less than two miles away, and always is way more than what I'm getting, and I don't even understand how it's possible because I'm on a hill and I should be seeing more than whatever that guy's seeing, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't get it. I don't know what the motivation is there. I don't either. I mean, it's not like getting a prize if you get the most snow or something. But it's the like... problem is, I see it always shown on like a public information report uh, oh, on the yeah, National Weather true. Service. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then people right away latch on to that and say, "Oh, well, there was 24 inches." Well, I gotta tell you, I didn't measure anything more than 18. You know, and I just think sometimes people again like want that like kind of gratification and getting like recognized for having that number even right. though it's just it's just wrong i mean yeah. I think there was a instance uh just this winter in the uh, lower hudson valley of like a 30 inch report in 24 hours that was just wrong um and you know obviously we were able to uh you know weed that out when we we're doing our cst's 
um, you know, because we have our meteorologists who know better. Um, and, you know, we've taken a, so many observations and just, you know, our analysis of things. And that's why we do the certified snowfall totals because we control all that good stuff. We weed out, like you said, Steve, all of that bad information and make sure we're giving the most representative amount. So obviously the guy who's a mile and a half for me is giving out bad information. There's no way. Uh, <laughs> I think just the storm recently. Um, oh, what year was the storm where it just kept snowing and snowing and snowing in eastern Pennsylvania? 2021. 2021, yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the observations were coming out at like, you know, 36 inches and stuff like that well i gotta tell you i couldn't find much more than two feet and i know i was in the heaviest snow the entire time so now i deal with a lot of drifting and that was tough to try to figure out but um but yeah i mean that's the kind of stuff you you have to look at that and say okay that might not be correct it might be just some guy who's just measuring a snow drift trying to one up everybody else so <laughs> certified snowfall totals take care of that get rid of that information so you're actually getting a true amount uh, rather than something that's been inflated or even something that's been underestimated yeah exactly exactly but yeah i mean there has been issues with one-ups, upmanship, and stuff like that. I, I do feel um, some of the intimidation issues sometimes, too, uh, Steve. I don't know how much you've run into that, but just the you're inexperienced and you want to ask a question, but you don't want to be made fun of for not knowing. Yes. You know, so I, I feel that at times. I know I felt that when I first started at Weatherworks. And I was like, should I say something on these boards? Should I not? Um, so I don't know if that's something that, um, in your forums you try to correct or, or weed out. Oh yeah. Yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, uh, we've, I think we've all been there. Anyone who's a weather enthusiast or meteorologist or whatever, you know, hobbyist. Still there sometimes. I don't claim <laughs> yeah. to know everything. Are you kidding? No, no. Um, I mean, learn something know, new every learn. year. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I mean, if someone has a question, you know, they, they, deserve the right to get a fair answer and you know without being judged you know we're like you said we're constantly learning and uh you know some you never know like we don't have people's ages or whatever in their profile it's just um they could be a younger kid who's you know interested in it so we don't want to turn them away or scare them away um just kind of want to provide them with that information and just really have a nice environment for discussions it could it could be like me when i was like 10 years old and not understanding why my snow changed to sleet and freezing rain exactly, at 19 yeah. degrees. No, I mean, you're right, Mike, because back then our only outlets were the radio, what we'd read on in newspapers or the, the Weather Channel or the TV or something or like the local newscasts and local weather. I mean, there, there was no place to go and say or look up on the Internet and say, oh, well, you know, I want to learn about this. I mean, it was basically whatever books are out there and that's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, personally for me, um, I think it was Valentine's Day 2007. Um, I was on the AccuWeather forums, and I know we were supposed to get a pretty good amount of snow progged a couple days out, but obviously that turned into a giant sleep fest and like freezing rain fest. And, you know, I kind of wanted to know why. And just, well, you know, why is it freezing rain at 22 degrees? It's yeah, 10 degrees exactly. below freezing. No, I know what you're saying. Because those are the things I, I wondered. I didn't know the answers to until I learned, you know, what 
the vertical atmosphere looks like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, when you're younger, you just think, oh, it's, you know, below freezing. It can snow. Yeah. But obviously there's so much more to it. And having people explain that and, um, you know, I'm a visual learner. So seeing like um, those diagrams and those plots and like people explaining them was just, you know, invaluable. Yeah, right. And you bring up the Valentine's Day storm. That was, I think, a year. Was that 2007, right? Yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. year before I started at Weatherworks in 2008, and at Jeez, the time, Mike, you're old. I know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm at Weatherworks 15 years now. So, anyway, um, so, uh, that was the year before I started at Weatherworks, and I was still working in uh, the landscape lawn care industry, and I was plowing snow, and I was getting so frustrated. <laughs> trying to plow these lots and keep them open with the sleet because the sleet was coming down so hard and it's very difficult to plow sleet um it gets really heavy it falls off your plows um it also doesn't respond to salt salt right. uh, very well um it's just harder to melt off so there's all kinds of problems with sleet yeah it's hard to melt off balls of ice that are falling yeah the sky. and i was like begging begging it to turn to just right plain old snow i'm like just snow man you know i can deal with it a lot easier um but yeah i think it did change the snow at the end but it, yeah it, still yeah that was a messy one ah, <laughs> that's for sure but i'm glad that you know with your forums there steve that you try to keep the conversation open to everybody and with no judgment because that's the way you got to learn you have to learn you can't demean somebody who doesn't know as much as you um but just give a, a fair answer like you said yeah exactly i mean you know we even have um you know people who work in snow removal like that just want to learn more so sure. you know uh, you know you come from a totally different background you're asking questions you know try and help them out um, and it's just, uh, you know, we, we don't want to shun any way on one away just because they're not, you know, a meteorologist and they don't claim to know everything. So it's, uh, just trying to keep it casual and informative. So I guess one of the moves that's been seen lately is a move to discord. Uh, and what, so what does that yeah, look I'm not like? all up on that. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about discord. Um, I guess that's just me being an old you know, grumpy old man. Um, <laughs> but what what is that looking like, Steve? So, Discord for I mean, you know, I'm sure a lot of people don't know. It's um, it, it's relatively new. Um, it, it's basically it's used a lot for um, people who like to use play games and stuff like that. It's a interactive environment where you can um, have like voice conversations, but there's also like really great uh, chat features. Um, so what we wanted to do to kind of combat, not combat, but, uh, work with the whole social media thing for, um, more instantaneous posts, um, was kind of try like a hybrid mode, uh, with discord. Um, so we have a bunch of, you know, threads and, um, pages set up on there, uh, where you can still post observations and, um, you know, talk about long range stuff and model runs, what have you. But, um, the thing is, you know, we can also kind of, um, we can also kind of uh, 
narrow the pipeline. So if in long range, you know, usually on a form, um, they're pretty long posts, they're very informative. Um, but like, let's say on an observation thread, you know, you can just keep it going as you wish. So on that long range form, we'll narrow down like the post time to maybe like a minute. So you have time to, you know, read what someone said, and then you can add your thoughts and uh, really just kind of control it there. And uh, another great thing is, um, I mean, like I said, there's um, voice calls. So if you want to hop into like a voice little lobby, you can just straight up chat with people and uh, talk about, you know, hey, I have snow here. Oh, I have rain here. Um, just trying to figure things out. Um, it's really cool. There's, I mean, there's some new features coming in um, with video stuff. So it, it's just even more interactive. A um, lot of excellent moderation tools and just really trying to keep that um, casual vibe. Um, and if you do actually go to our page now, um, 33andrain.com, um, you should be prompted with a uh, invite to uh, join and we'll uh, get you all set up. Wow. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's eons ahead of what the forums used to be. That's for sure. Um, I, I really hope people take advantage of that. And, and, you know, you, I wish some of this stuff was around, uh, like I said, when I was 10 um, and just intrigued by everything. And then you can actually figure out why the weather is doing what it's doing. You wonder though, to a point, I don't, I don't sound negative, but if, you wonder nah, if no negativity allowed. No, no, I'm, I'm just thinking as, as an up and coming meteorologist or, or like you said, a, a kid these days, but maybe there's too much out there now and it's hard to grasp onto everything. And yeah, and that's kind of what I was getting at is like not only you have the Twitter, the Facebook, the, the you know, the, the YouTubes now, the, the storm chasers, the, the forecasting, the, the for, I mean, where do you start is kind of what I'm getting at. It's like you're, you're, you're 12 years old. And like, I want to get into this now. You know, what's my best approach? Yeah, I mean, I, I could talk about that uh, for, you know, a yeah, while. Obviously, sure we don't have can. unlimited time here. But yeah, I, I mean, that's that's where we're going to kind of try and see. And um, over the next year or so. Um, just to try and really, you know, seek out, um, as opposed to 30 years ago where you had to grasp at things just to get info. And now it's like, boom, it's right there. Yeah. In front of you. Everything. yeah information overload. So yeah, you know, that, that's, uh, something that, um, we're going to have to see where it heads and, uh, hopefully, you know, people just don't get consumed by, uh, you know, the weenie maps and right, such. Right. Well, maybe that's, uh, somewhere to start. You can kind of separate out things and have a beginner's forum and a, right you know, uh, intermediate forum, advanced forum, and, and and then that way people get siphoned into the right area to talk. <laughs> because there's people who just don't know what, what do you mean by low pressure and high pressure and why is that important, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's basics out there that people need to know um, before you can get into the, you know, deformation band and and all kinds of good stuff like that associated with winter storms. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a great point. It's definitely a process. So, Steve, I think this talk's been great. I mean, a little reminiscing in there about the history of some big storms, as usual. Yeah, yeah. Um, as usual. It always gravitates yeah, back It always that. goes that way. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's what we like. That's what we like. Yeah, it, it always seems to end up that way. Let's talk about forums, but hey, we got to mention the, the, <laughs> the 2016 storm. We got to yep. mention this one. Um, but, Steve, I, I really appreciate you being on the Weather Lounge and, and being our guest here. Um, great talk. Um, 
we'll have to bring you back sometime to talk about another topic. Yeah, great info. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to revisit this. Uh, you know, maybe like next next uh, spring or summer for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Would uh, be more than happy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. Anytime. And that is this episode of the Weather Lounge. So remember, we'll have a new episode every two weeks. So come on back and find us on your favorite podcasting app. And don't forget that WeatherWorks can be found at weatherworksinc.com. That's our parent company. And just search WeatherWorks on all social media platforms, and you can find us there too. So thanks a lot, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time.